0: I love the awkward silence. It's the best. Uh, Welcome, everybody, to Skates to Throats. It's been a while. Uh, We are back because, well, the hockey is coming back, and I find time in between my daughter's naps to do this. (laughs) I'll take what I can get, but I am joined, of course, by my friends. I've got my good friend Chris. Chris, say hello to the people.
1: Hey, people. How's it going? Hope everyone had a happy holidays. Hope you guys had a happy holidays as well.
0: Fuck yeah, man. And of course. Joined as always, we got Keegan. What's going on, buddy?
2: What's going on, guys? It's a pleasure to be here for the last show of the year. Is this going to be our last show for the year, or are we kicking oh, one in tomorrow?
0: I don't know. man. Well, maybe we'll get drunk on New Year's and fucking rant about bullshit.
1: Uh, maybe. I mean, we technically already did our end-of-the-year show in, like,
0: October. Yeah, but we had a fantastic do last year. It was, it was <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. We're figuring that out, guys. We're not perfect. We just—we're we're, we're taking us as we, as we can go.
1: Yeah. On the fly, as always. So, I mean, I guess yeah. we'll jump right into this since I got the notes here. Absolutely. Uh, big...
0: I was about to toss it off to you anyway.
1: Uh, right. Well, the biggest thing is— We have an official start date for the season. Players agreed to it. Each team will be playing a 56-game schedule and face teams only in their own division during the regular season. That is not the crazy part. Uh, The crazier part is we have new division alignments because of this and the travel restrictions. And I'm just going to quickly run through the divisions. You can easily find this on NHL's website um, or if you just Google, you know, New divisions for the 2021 season, NHL or whatever. However, the listeners would want to Google this. Uh, But in the north, we have all Canadian teams, which we should get some great rivalries out of. We have Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. In the west, we have the Anaheim, Mighty Ducks, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. And the central uh Carolina moves to the central division. That's kind of a big one. We have Chicago, we have Columbus, Dallas, Detroit back in the central division, Florida, Nashville and Tampa Bay. And in the east or what we know as the metro normally, we have Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, the New York Islanders, New York Rangers, the Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals. So right off the bat, uh, what are your thoughts about the division alignment? Uh, I, I've heard the Flyers coach came out and said, this basically is now going to be like playoff hockey every game. You're going to be playing back-to-back against the same team. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Are you excited for this weird season? Or are you more excited about this than the weird playoffs we just had in the bubble? I'll toss it over to you first, Dakota, and then uh, you pass it over to Keegan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I look at this thing like uh... – like, just like a giant battle royale, kind of. Because, I mean, it is a shortened season. It's only 56 games. But, man, like, these lineups are fucking insane. Uh, the matchups are great. There's, it's, uh, like, to have both the Bruins and the Sabres in the Met, uh, or I guess now the Eastern Conference, I think that makes it, like, the toughest problem. Of the league. It's going to be a battle all season, Um, but yeah, for sure, I'm excited about it. I'll hand it over to you, Keegan.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I'm I like it. It's gonna. It looks good. It looks like there's going to be some really good games. I mean, just looking at that East, the Islanders Rangers game, probably not the best teams. However, like I'll admit fully as a Rangers fan, yeah, I'm ready for that. I can't wait to talk smack to all my Islander friends, you know, but I mean, the kid, the North, I almost called it Canadian, but whatever the, the North is looking really good. That looks like it's going to have some really good matchups. I mean, you got Maple Leafs versus, you know, Canadians. It's, oh man, this is, this is really weird for me, but I am, I'm loving looking at the matchups.
1: Yeah, and that was my primary takeaway. Is it's going to be crazy for a lot of these teams that have rivalries, like the uh, you know the Devils and the Flyers, or the uh, the Devils and the Rangers. Some of these are going to be back-to-back games, as uh, the Flyers coach noted. But uh, like just to look at the Devils schedule right off the rip, they have Boston. Uh, on the 14th, they have Boston again on the 16th. And then on the 19th, they have the Rangers. The 21st, they have the Islanders. Then they have the Islanders again on the 24th. And then the Flyers two times in a row on the 26th and the 28th. So it's going to be absolutely nuts like just to start. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, like
0: a nerd walking through the hallway, and you just got to pass all the bullies.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough sledding for my Devils specifically. But I think later on in the season, there is – a back to back where you have the Devils playing the Rangers two times at Madison Square and the Rangers playing two times at Prudential within like 6 days or something. <laughs> so, I'm sure it's like this for everyone in the league. Obviously, I didn't pull up every schedule and pull out all of the potential rivalry matchups, but this is uh, that's that's one that's really crazy to me. The other one that I saw that's going to be and possibly could reignite a rivalry uh, is going to be Detroit and uh, Chicago in the Central again having to play each other, you know, somewhere between four and eight times this season. That'll be a rekindling of a feud we haven't seen in forever. Is there any potential rivalries you're looking for coming out of this? Uh, I'll pass it over to you, Keegan. I mean,
2: Yeah. I definitely I'm definitely excited. I mean, the, the Devils have a rivalry with everyone, apparently. I mean, I don't know what that is. Maybe they're just, you know, an angry team because they got shafted and they're just taking it out on everybody. But I mean, honestly, any Devils game is going to be a, uh, a fun game to watch. There's going to be a lot of passion and everything in there. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be probably watching the Devils more than anything uh, when it comes to who they're playing. That's, pr- that's probably going to be the team I'm going to watch this year, not to make a cup run, but just to enjoy a game.
1: Yeah, they're an interesting team for sure. Are there any other matchups in any of the other divisions that you look forward to seeing? For instance, uh, Calgary and Winnipeg having to go at it way more often than last year.
2: Yeah, that's that's going to be really interesting. I'm going to be really uh, I'm going to be watching that as well. With with Winnipeg, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Winnipeg, but the 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 way they play against Calgary, it's always a hard fought game, and there's always a lot of tension on the ice. And I'm definitely kind of going to be excited to watch that.
1: Yeah, that one to me is is one that I want to see for sure, simply because of the Kachuk stuff that happened with Winnipeg last year. Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of fights in those games. <laughs> what do you think, Dakota? Is there anything that stands out? Any two teams that you're looking forward to seeing play each other way more often than they normally would?
0: Oh yeah, I, I'm for sure looking like I like I just said in the uh, in my last little bit there. The entire East is just uh, one one giant battle, and it's it's going to be so much fun to watch uh, for sure. Looking forward to uh, Detroit and Chicago, like you said, um, that'll be that'll be very fun to watch. Um, yeah, no, this like um <laughs> that's what I wanted to ask next. I'm like, do you guys think this is going to be a season where we see like games that we're going to remember in like 15 years because it's a shortened season and because we're getting all these matches or do you guys think it's just the games evolved past that at this point?
1: Well, with it being a shortened season and you're only playing interdivisional, the top four teams from each division are going to be going into a playoff system. In theory, every game means way more than it did regular season. So in the past, you know, you'd have teams go on these huge presidential cup runs just, you know, demolishing teams. Obviously, a lot of these games are going to be a lot closer. A lot of them are rivalry games. So we do have potential to see, uh, see some really, really great hockey this upcoming season with a shortened season. And not only that... I wonder if it's going to make people no longer like the shootout very quickly when you start looking at points and knowing that a lot of these games probably will go to overtime.
0: For sure. That's a fair point. Egan. what do you think? You think this is going to be a season to remember?
2: I mean, partially, uh, probably not because of the gameplay aspect. In all honesty, it's just going to be like, oh, man, remember 2020? Remember 20? Oh, man, that was wild. You know, just because we had such a crazy year and now we're getting this season out of it. If anything, I honestly feel like because they're going to be doing the back to back games, and these players are going to see each other a lot more often. I feel like there's going to be a lot more uh, a lot more aggression on the ice and a lot more tension because they're not going to have that time to cool down between uh, games with each other. So if anything, there's going to be it's probably going to be a more aggressive season. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for, at least. I'd I'd like to I think that's what I'd be looking back on and be like, like, oh, man, you remember when he was on the ice? He just laid him out because of that game yesterday. You know, like something stupid like
1: that.
0: Everybody loves blood on the ice.
1: (laughs) I mean, I could I could easily see exactly what you're saying, Keegan. And I think these if if you're into high scoring games, I'm sure we're going to get some just because these players are going to be tired and. You're always going to have your Connor McDavid's of the world who decide they're just going to pop off for four or five goals. But I do think we're going to see a lot lower scoring games. This is going to look like slower hockey just because the amount of rev up time that they had to the season. And we're probably going to see a lot of overtime games specifically in this first month. So defense is going to be more important than it has been, let's say, the past two or three seasons. And, you know, to back that up, I would point towards what we saw in the playoffs with teams like the Islanders who just completely locked people down and went into overtime multiple times. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of that probably specifically more in the East. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good time to have a great goaltender like McKenzie Blackwood if you're a Devils fan.
0: And that, of course, is Christopher clinging on with desperation to the to hope that the Devils will have a winning season.
1: Well, I mean, it's going to be a lot tougher with Boston being there uh, and the, back, the amount of back-to-back games. But there is backup goaltending help in the, in the way of Corey Crawford, like we talked about on the last show. But look at the if you look at the goalies in the East, I mean, those are going to be tough games every game. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have Shisterkin for the Rangers. You're going to have Kata Hot for the Flyers. Um, you know, Boston, I'm assuming Tuca's coming back, right? Haven't heard anything on that.
0: I have not heard of anything either.
1: And, uh, you know, we'll see what is happening in Pits- with Pittsburgh and net, but those are going to be very tough, very close games, I'm thinking. Uh, the crazy part is having a good number two backup – in theory, or having, let's say, a 2A backup or someone that you could possibly start. uh, That's going to be very, very important. That really sucks for a team like Washington that kind of takes us into our next topic, which is Henrik Lundqvist is going to have to hang up the pads for this season. We don't necessarily know if he's coming back. Um, I do have the tweet that he put out, thanks to Dakota earlier, Uh, What he basically came out and said is, it breaks my heart literally to share this news. I will not be joining the Capitals this upcoming season after many weeks of tests and conversations with specialists around the country. It's been determined that a heart condition will prevent me from taking the ice. Together, we've decided that the risk of playing before remedying my condition is too high. So I'll spend the upcoming months figuring out the best course of action. For the past two months, I've been so inspired inspired by the community to play in D.C. and committed to my game, spending every day at the rink to prepare for the upcoming season. The news was very difficult to process, but after the last test results earlier this week, we knew there was only one way to go from here. I want to thank the entire Capitals organization for not only giving me this opportunity, but also for their support throughout this challenging time. I will take the next few weeks to be with my family and I'll be back to share the next steps. Dakota, I know you had some additional information. So if you want to share that, that would be great. But this is a uh, sad news if you're a Cavs fan or just a Lundquist fan looking forward to seeing him play hell in a different sweater for the first time in his entire career.
0: Yeah, very true. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it's not official news. it was more just speculation on the exact nature of the injury and what what uh, I guess the typical case for that would look like in regards to like recovery time and it's just it's a tough surgery. any open heart surgery is tough on somebody um, and who knows if he does if he does manage to come back and put the skates on they'll probably end up making a fucking movie about him so. <laughs> I mean, that just he's already a legend and he never won't be a
1: legend. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely someone that I would think right now, if he retired, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame regardless. Uh, he's also someone that's never won a cup. So that would be the reason to come back. And what a great story that would be if he does come back a year from now and God, somehow shuttles his movie. way to a cup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Please, well, Let's talk to
0: you. play like older Enric Lundqvist.
1: <laughs> well, dude, Hen- Henrique is way too pretty to be played by Kurt Russell. Uh, I, I mean what we'll are just your call thoughts?
0: Too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, it, it it definitely it definitely hurts. You know, being a Rangers fan growing up, that King Lundy, man, that's that's all it was. It's all it ever was. Um, and you know, seeing him go to the Capitals, like I was really excited to watch him play. And now that now that with everything going on. It, it, it hurts to hear Um, you can you can only hope, you know, hope and wish him the best. It's just it's one of those things you never want to you never want to see something like you never want to see one of these guys, you know, actually get a serious uh injury or let alone have have an issue uh in regards to something like that. And with with the open heart surgery, I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal. And uh, I can I can only wish him the best. And if he can get back on the ice after this, I mean, yeah he's he's getting a movie made about him maybe even a book deal who knows uh he, i can only sit here and wish him the best but i mean god i i hope he comes back and uh he's able to lace up and at least get one more game in i mean the best goalie without a cup by far
1: yeah i would i would concur with that especially with the the goaltenders we have left in the league um if you're if you're looking at a whole career i should say he is definitely he is someone that I'm surprised never won a cup. They've gotten close, uh, but the Metro is a very hard division, so that's kind of just the way the world turns, I guess. Um, looking at the opening night, January 13th, these are the matchups that we're going to get. Let me know if you're excited about them. Uh, we have a big rivalry in the Penguins versus the Flyers at 530. Right after that game ends at 8, we get the Blackhawks versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Should also be a really good game. And then we get the St. Louis Blues versus the Colorado Avalanche, which to me has kind of turned into a rivalry with St. Louis becoming good and Colorado – well, actually, last year, St. Louis kind of falling off a little bit and Colorado kind of stepping into their own. Uh, I think these are three amazing matchups, especially for opening day. What are you guys' thoughts? Are you excited? Are you going to be watching all these games?
0: Well, obviously, I'm going to be watching the Flyers – throttle the fuck out of the penguins uh which i believe will happen fully this year uh you know we seem i uh, you know you could say um, i i know they fell out of the playoffs pretty early and i i attribute it to they just ran out of gas uh but it's a new season so we'll see uh we'll see how they do but yeah hell yeah i'm looking forward to the uh the matchups especially uh, st louis and colorado I think it'll be very
1: good. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is technically Kel McCarr coming off of his Calder Cup trophy winning season. It's going to be amazing to see that guy play. I'm excited to see him play more. Um, That's probably the game I'm most excited for. Pittsburgh, it's going to be a bit weird because I think, if I'm not mistaken, Iggini Malkin just had surgery and is going to be out at the beginning of the season. So they're going to be down Malkin. Um, any matchups you're excited for, Keegan? Out of those, I mean, I'm definitely going to want to see
2: the uh, the Tampa Bay game against the Blackhawks. Uh, I I think it'll be a, an interesting game. I mean, that the Colorado one is definitely going to be the one to watch. St. Louis, Colorado is going to be the game to watch that night. You know, Philadelphia. <laughs> who likes Philadelphia? um but you know tampa bay i'm kind of i'm kind of interested in that one that's probably going to be the one that i'm going to go out of my way to make sure i watch it and of course you know st louis colorado i'll be there watching that without a doubt
1: yeah i'm excited to watch victor hedman play again after the playoffs oh my god the guy's a fucking monster as we've talked about on this show but I, i guess the real question is uh do you think steven stamkos starts that game
0: no, nah, I'm fairly certain he'll have an undisclosed injury. I think he'll have stubbed his toe prior to the game and he'll need to miss
1: about four weeks. <laughs> he did play one game in the playoffs and there was still an aggravating oh injury. Oh, my God. Which... He played one game. Hey, <laughs> dude, and I'm the one that bashes. Stop, <laughs> stop taking my gimmick. I'm the one who bashes on Stamkos on this show. <laughs> uh, no, all joking aside. Um... I could easily see him not starting the season. We didn't really get much information about his injury. I would need to do some researching to see if that is the case. But obviously, with training camp still going on, we haven't gotten true starting lineups. So I guess that takes us to one of the teams that we were just talking about, One of the Chicago Blackhawks. Jonathan Taze is going to miss all of training camp. We see this in other sports. I mean... With someone who's a veteran like Taze, I don't think it's necessarily required that he's at training camp. You've seen the same thing in the past with Sidney Crosby. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays day one. Do you think... uh, I mean, what do you guys think about this? In the article, it kind of links to him just being exhausted and tired as his reasoning for not going to training camp. Do you think there's an actual injury there? Or do you think the Blackhawks are going to try to move him because there was conversations about... Him and Kane potentially being separated to open up cap room for the Blackhawks as will and deals because that team is really on the verge of a rebuild at this point. What are you guys' thoughts on the Chicago Blackhawks?
2: I uh, I think the I think the Blackhawks are they're in a little bit of trouble, which is going to be what's going to be so interesting about their first game. I mean, yeah, with with Johnny Alcazar's illness, I mean. All right, maybe he'll come back. Uh, Nylander, he's got what he uh, meniscus, right? Yeah, I think he tore his meniscus, so he's gonna be he's gonna be missing that first game, isn't he? So that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they're gonna do to throw up in that in that spot.
0: Personally, I think he's probably just tired and exhausted. Uh, I mean. We ended the season not too long ago, and the Chicago Blackhawks did put up kind of a run with it. They did better than I thought they would. Um, i trying to think. Uh, I, I'm sure he'll be back in rotation by the start of the season. Uh, if it was anything serious, they would have obviously made more fanfare about it.
1: Yeah, and I guess this is on me for not keeping up with Chicago as much over the past couple of years. But, you know, there's also those coaches and GMs that don't disclose anything at all. (laughs) So I didn't know if it was one of those scenarios uh, when the when the Tay stuff came up, because, like I said, going back to free agency and free agency signings right after the draft, there was a lot of talk about the potential of one of those cats getting moved. Um, and if you think you're going to get traded or you're planning on trading the player and he doesn't want to go to training camp, uh, it's better not to put him on the ice and wear him out or get him injured before a trade, a potential trade. So that, where there's smoke, there may be fire kind of thing, I guess, more than anything else. the. Um,
0: so why they need John, this is why every team needs a Tortorella. You can just fucking tell them what's
1: going on with everything. <laughs> just be blunt about it. I, I will say coming out of the bubble, we did hear, I don't want to say horror stories, but we did hear a lot of kind of the mental the mental part of that and how it wore on the players being stuck and not being able to see their families and, and not being able to traverse home. And uh, that you know was a huge part of my Rask left apparently as we found out later on but he wasn't the only player that came out and kind of talked about what the playoff bubble was like and what kind of hell that was to experience only being able to go basically to two different hotels for what two months is that how long the playoffs lasted
0: yeah it was on for a minute um yeah to be stuck in that like that small of an area i guess yeah it would wear on people i wonder if i'll do like a study in a few years about how if it affected anything or if it affected performance i'd be interested to find out the results of that
1: i mean i think it definitely affected play as we saw but we knew that was going to happen anyways because there was a two-month break in the middle of the season um yeah interesting Like I said, there's that was just some some stuff that I heard coming out of that playoff, the playoff bubble. I mean, the good news is what they wanted to accomplish was that with that and the quality of the playoffs itself, I thought, actually worked very well. But also, I wasn't there having to play (laughs) or live in a hotel for that long. So those are very different things. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I would have been able to hold up like that. I've got a I don't know. I've got that Sims mentality where I just kind of like to drift into random places and I like to be able to do, do that and I it's very restrictive. I don't think I would last.
1: And uh one news article I saw that I thought was kind of interesting with let's just go ahead and say it lion watch um with Line a watch as every year watch. him not not necessarily being the happiest man where he is currently at. They did sign Paul Statsny and the article basically goes on to say that this could be a very good influence for Patrick Line. A, obviously a veteran like Statsny who's been captain and has been well beloved on most of his teams. Do you think that he can be the person to tame Patrick Line? A? I don't want to say wrangle him, but make him more of a team fit in a team player? Or do you think Line A is still up on the trading block? Because those were huge trading rumors going around. I mean, it was there was rumors that he might be going to the Rangers, to the Devils. I believe Toronto, there were some rumors. Toronto, there's always rumors, though. So that one, I wouldn't... You know, Line A has a pretty damn big contract, so it would have to be someone that had cap room. Um, but do you think Line A is going to be there the entire season? Do you think Statsny can be a good influence, and uh, what do you think his numbers are going to look like? Because last year they weren't terrible, but they weren't what I would expect after the amount of money they paid paid him during the the Line A watch, as we were calling it.
0: Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of he might be up for a trade. Uh, to that, I don't think we'll see. I don't think we'll see the great numbers as much. Uh, he might be more reserved. I mean, Stastny's a great player. He was on the he was on the Knights for a very long time. Um, which, speaking of, too, Derek England uh, announced his retirement too, and he's a long time since I, I believe since the Knights' first season back in 2017, he's been a part of that team. Um, but yeah, back to Line A. Mm, yeah, I would err on the side of uh, a trade. And fucking send him to the Devils. That'd be interesting.
1: <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want him. That was just one of the rumors that were out there. I think he immediately helps your scoring, obviously, which the Devils do need help with. But uh, he'd be kind of coming into a similar situation that he has in Winnipeg, which he's not happy with. So I, you know, I don't necessarily know that helps either him or the team. Uh, Keegan, what are your thoughts? I mean,
2: he, his, his agent went ahead and was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead. You know, it'll work out for everyone. But then they had to end up, you know, walking that back, say like, oh, well, well, that's not what we meant. I, I think he's probably going to stay with the jets. I think what they're going to do is they're going to, there's going to be some serious negotiations and, uh. He's probably going to get a little bit more money and stay with the Jets, uh, especially with 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 Paul coming in, Um, you know, the, the the younger guys that they have on the team now. I really think that I think I think Paul can kind of help him, you know, be like, hey, you know, let's uh, let's play the game. So I think I think the Jets are making a run to have a, a really strong team and, and keep him there. I, I don't think he'll be traded if he does. I mean, damn, I'm wrong. But I I think he's gonna I think he's gonna hold out and end up with the Jets for more money.
1: Yeah, and I you know, I will say one thing about the Winnipeg Jets. They did come out they did go out into free agency and try to get him some help and try to make that team more competitive. I mean they were in the playoffs last year, so it wasn't like they were even though last year was weird in general, but it wasn't like they were the worst team in the league or anything. That's a spot reserved in hell for both the Detroit Red Wings and the New Jersey Devils. But uh, <laughs> I mean, when you really looked around the league last year, it wasn't like the Winnipeg Jets were the worst of the worst. And I think they made some key additions that can can help them. Maybe that'll keep them happy. I do think Statsney can be a good influence, as we saw in Vegas. I would think. Um, in his previous teams. so that's uh that's good news for Winnipeg, hopefully. I guess we'll see how that plays out. Um, I think Dakota, you wanted to talk about these reverse retro jerseys, so I'm gonna let you start that one out because I don't have them all pulled up in front of me.
0: <laughs> right, I don't either, but I am more than happy to talk about them because I've looked at them at length and decided on which ones I liked and which ones I don't. Um obviously, my favorite is probably the Arizona Coyotes. I think the way they did it, it's just fucking phenomenal, and I'm very tempted to purchase one, although it'd have to be a Phil Kessel one. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pull this up like a, like a real professional that I am. <laughs> NHL, and I know what I'm doing. Okay, and the Capitals. You know what? I like the Capitals ones too. So I'm not I'm not gonna hate on it too much. I think the Islanders is probably the most boring one. And it's not necessarily their fault. Um, it's just I, I don't know. The whole the whole color scheme just it, it looks the same uh to me. And alright. You're supposed to give me
1: an image. With the uh with the Islanders, did they end up putting the fishermen on their retros?
0: No, they did not put the Gordon's fishermen on there.
1: See, that sucks. That if, if I wanted a reverse retro islanders jersey, I would want that. Oh, absolutely. Just because it's, just because it's so damn mistakes. goofy. I it's
2: will, so I will say one thing. I, I gotta I gotta disagree with you on being boring uh with the islanders. I think, you know, most boring is probably going to go to the Dallas Stars with their white-on-white color scheme. Why they decided to do a slightly, like, off-white silver coloring on an off-white silver jersey, that that blows my mind. You know what?
0: It also looks like something you could wear to a motocross rally. Right. (laughs) I would want to drink a monster if I wore that.
1: That one, is, that one is very boring, but they're kind of handcuffed, right? Because they were originally the Minnesota Stars, and didn't Minnesota just <laughs> basically release a Minnesota North Stars jersey for their reverse retros? They did. So if you're the Dallas Stars, someone else just basically took your lineage <laughs> for reverse retro, because the Stars, they've been the same. I mean, I guess they could have went back to uh, the black and white when they first started, or it was the black, green, and gold? If you remember the Mighty Ducks, uh, it's like what Mike Madonna was in that film, it would be that jersey. Specifically, you know, that would be the only I one you really, could reverse.
0: I gotta be honest with you, man. I really don't hate the New Jersey Devils one. Like, I've looked at it like like it's... I don't know, it's growing on me. Like, like yeah, it's, you were that's saying, a beautiful it's Christmas sweater. Me. Yeah. Like, I could wear that at Christmas time, <laughs> and I'd feel at home.
1: It, it grew uh, I on me don't as like well. the
0: Flyers. I don't like the Flyers one. Just, I think the color scheme is just, I don't know, it looks like a t-shirt. It looks like someone's wearing a long-sleeve shirt under a short-sleeve shirt.
1: My thing, I
2: don't about, like
1: it. The, my, my thing about the Flyers one is they've reversed those colors every year. They always have some kind of reverse jersey and their retros are not that different than their current jerseys. exactly. Yeah,
0: totally. They're a simple team. Like, it, it, you, There's not really much to pull from here. It's just, of all the color schemes you could have chose, why? Why that one in particular?
1: Can yeah, we, I mean, that's, that's that, the reason that the beautiful. Devils had to do the green. And that's why the Devils had to do the green and red, is because they had to go way back to the beginning of the Devils. Because otherwise, they just do the black... Black, white, and red, which they do every year as an alternate anyways. Um, so it kind of grew on me, but it's still – it is. A, it, it, those are always Christmas sweaters. If you're going to rock a reverse or a retro Devil's jersey, you, you get the white, red, and green one. It looks less you know Christmassy. What?
0: Now that we're on the subject, shout out to the Jets one for looking like an ISO Zip That I could get out of an LLB catalog. <laughs> it's uh, very, very austere.
1: Keegan, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying, sir?
2: No, no, you're yeah. good. I was, uh, I was actually just going to bring up this beautiful red Vegas Golden Knights jersey. I think, I think that 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 red really does pop. I mean, there's to to take that that color. It's kind of like how Seattle Seahawks in the NFL, how they did with their that bright green eye and how they they accented it by putting that color on a lot of the stuff. I think the black, the silver, the gold. Of course, it's classic. It's beautiful. But to make that that little bit of red that you have in your logo pop and make that a predominant color, that's a really cool look, and I just like the way they kind of have that the, uh, that jersey set up.
0: I can't get that's, over the fact that it looks like a poncho. Like
2: I mean, also, also that.
0: Like <laughs> <laughs> but what a great way to play hashi. <laughs>
1: that's fucking hilarious um I, i'm just gonna go ahead and we'll, what we'll do is we'll go around and give our favorites and our favorite and our least favorite uh my favorite by far is the uh the the colorado avalanche nordiques jersey i think that's really really cool um so that was my favorite one that came out of the reverse retros uh my least favorite one is the New York Rangers. <laughs> Sorry, bud. I just that Statue of Liberty face is just so jarring on the front of that damn jersey. Um, but those are my favorite and least favorite.
0: That's a fair point. I guess I'll roll one to mine. Uh, favorite, like I said, right at the top, Arizona Coyotes. Also right up there is the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Fucking love both of them. I love the artwork. It's both of them check the boxes for me. Uh, least favorites, we can kind of have quite a few. Like we said, Dallas, because it's fucking boring. Detroit, because it's boring. Uh, Nashville looks literally no different from any other uniform I've ever seen a Nashville Predator wear, so I'm not sure what they were trying to do. Um, out of all of them, though, <laughs> my least favorite's the Flyers, because I wanted it to be so much better, and I don't like it.
2: I got to agree with you on this. When it comes to my favorites, I'm looking at the Arizona Coyotes, that beautiful purple, you know, kind of like how their uh, their AHL team uses the beautiful purple. You you can't go wrong with the Kachina. It's always a perfect choice. You know, they they use the uh, the southwestern backdropping on the bottom there with the cactuses and all that. It's a great look. Absolutely wonderful. And of course, the Mighty Ducks, any anyone born in the early 90s, late 80s. That was it. That was that was the team. That's the logo. You knew you loved it. Um, So those are definitely going to be my my two favorites. Uh, When it comes to my not favorites, this might come as a shock to you guys. But fuck the Carolina Hurricanes. All right. They did the whale jersey and I've never seen a bad whale jersey until they released this. It doesn't look good. The use of the gray is wrong. Everything about this jersey I hate. I'm, I'm literally, <laughs> I've never gotten so worked up about a Jersey, but God damn it. You don't mess with the whale, bro. <laughs> you,
1: I mean, you got the same thing. Like I, I totally agree with you I, because that Jersey is just so iconic and so great looking. It seems like it would be impossible to fuck up, but, uh, I mean, it could be worse. It could be the Dallas stars, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, I'll give them that like
1: they could have made it even worse, but
2: ah, it's 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 it looks so just it's like, oh, we got to throw the whale on there. And they just didn't know what to do after they put the whaler logo on there.
1: But, I, I guess, I, you know, another question I'll pose while we're talking about jerseys. How do you feel about the Reebok versus the Adidas? Because I like the, I'm kind of in the minority of this but i like the way the devils new jersey's look the adidas jerseys without the striping just their current jerseys how do you guys feel about the reebok versus adidas jerseys for your your teams last year and i guess the year before
0: i mean i'm always i'm i'm a big fan of reebok uh, or not reebok sorry adidas um personally if i was going to buy a jersey off the nhl shop i would go for the adidas one over the fanatics one just because i know the adidas one will hold up better and it just it looks good the flyers had good looking uniforms last year
2: yeah it's always adidas honestly i mean especially for the rangers the rangers adidas jersey is it's just so clean and it looks it looks better like not even just you know down to like the striping and everything but if you just look at the the way it's sewn in it looks like it fits better It just it's just a better looking jersey all around
1: yeah, I think that the reason Devils fans got up so, so upset is that that jersey hasn't changed in forever, even going back for where they were in, you know, wearing CCM still. And when they switched to Adidas, they took off the bottom striping, and I think it looks a thousand times better. But uh, apparently, there's differing of opinions. So I was just curious on how you guys felt on that, but uh, we can move along, I guess. Let's uh, let's look up that division again and give our predictions. And, uh, Keegan, I'll start with you in the East. Who do you think is the strongest team? Who do you think is going to be the number one seed out of the East?
2: Oh, Jesus. Um, Let me me pull that up. I'm going to throw it to Dakota because I am totally professional. I'm not going to look it up on my microphone. Dakota, go ahead and take it away.
0: Ah, You guys thought I was professional. I was looking it up the whole time. <laughs> now obviously i think things are going to be similar i think boston's going to be a team to contend with on all levels i think i think the fucking rangers are going to be good uh they've gotten some really good pieces uh flyers i hope can recreate what they were doing in the post last year because it was working uh until I see this whole goalie situation with Washington, uh, I'm hesitant to say that they will do great. Uh, that is a team that is very offensive and can sometimes be lacking in defense. Uh, and to not have a goalie that's up to snuff is uh, that can be dangerous, especially in the uh, in the Eastern now. Um, but yeah, any of the any of the major name teams. I mean, shit, you got the Islanders too. I think they'll do great this season. Uh, it's just it's going to be a battle from game 1.
1: That was the the most dance around the question I've ever heard. <laughs> Who do you think I is going to be the number am 1 seed? Fucking
0: professional at dancing around the question. <laughs> Hopefully wishful thinking it's going to be the Flyers. I think logistically they've still got all the pieces they need. Um I think Lindblom's getting ready. He's he's going to be participating in camp. He's a great player. Uh, you know, after coming back from what he came through last season, you know, it'll be great to have him back on the ice. Uh, haven't heard much in the way of Nolan Patrick. I know he's been a tough situation to deal with in these past few seasons. I know the migraine issue is very serious and not to be messed with, uh, but I hope he can get out of the ice. But they're a great team, I think. You know they're gonna do great. They're gonna be up there with probably the Rangers, if we're being realistic, because I think the Rangers are a fucking dangerous team this season. Uh, Islanders, same thing, uh, and Boston. You know, fuck, Boston's gonna be insane. Uh, that's probably gonna end up being your number one seed.
2: You wanna, you wanna do me a favor and. Uh take out the Philadelphia fan and do some sports journalism with that whole number one seed bullshit. Philadelphia is not making that. Come on.
0: <laughs> oh, just wait and see, man. I have, I have a feeling this year. I had a feeling with the bills at the start of the season and things are looking pretty great with them.
1: <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about football at all. So Keegan, who, who yeah, do you right, think? Yeah, is so anyway, back, yeah, to, back to the, to the hockey thing either. we were doing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, look, when it comes to the East, uh, I'm, I'm giving it a toss up between Boston and Washington just based off their last year's performances. I mean, if Boston keeps that elite goaltending, they bolstered up their defense. They're going to be going ahead and, and making a serious run. Washington, it's 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 Washington, man. There's what else do you want me to say? Those two are probably going to be the, the top two for that that number one spot. Um, When it comes to the central. <sighs> Mm, that's a uh, that's a weird one. I'm thinking Tampa Bay is just gonna walk away with that one. Uh, maybe Carolina will give them a bit of a a bit of a run for their money, but I don't really foresee that happening. Uh, when it comes to the West, the West is is looking really strong. I mean, you got Vegas, St. Louis, um, Los Angeles, and Colorado all sitting there, and they're gonna be fighting for that number one spot. All four of them: Minnesota, San Jose, Anaheim, and Arizona. We already know what they're doing. They're really just fighting for that second place spot. Um, The North as well. The North is looking strong. Uh, whew, I'd probably give it to either Edmonton or mm, let's go Calgary because uh, we all know Toronto's not going.
1: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go ahead and give uh, my North prediction and then I'll pass it over since you decided to just do all of them. Uh, well, I'm <laughs>
2: sorry. I got distracted. I was in the I was in the zone, man.
1: In the zone, uh, I'll give my, uh, my East. Um, honestly, I think the Islanders. It's going to be a grindy-ass season. They're a grindy-ass team. They proved that in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the Stanley Cup or anything, but I do think they could win the number one seed. So I'm going to go with the Islanders in the East. Um, for the Central, it's just really hard to pick against Tampa Bay in the Central. They're To me, they're the strongest team. That, to me, is the weakest division. Um, they have a lot of teams there with, let's say, that are rebuilding or, or, or doing some, some weird things or have different scenarios, like Detroit and Florida, for instance, um, which are kind of toss up teams on whether they're going to even break 500 in a 56 game schedule. I will say Columbus might be the chaser there for Tampa. If anyone's going to do it, Columbus looked really good last year. Um, in the West, Oh, God. Vegas. I think Vegas could run away with it or Colorado. Those would be the top two. If I had to pick one right now based on past year performance, I would go with Colorado. I think they're going to be even better this year. I don't think Cal McCarr is taking a step back anytime soon. Um, and then the north, I'm going to step out on a limb and say Vancouver. I think those kids just got one year better. I I feel like they might uh, be the dominant team in the North Dakota. What are your thoughts on the rest now that you've kind of uh, gave your opinions on the East?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess I'll go fuck myself on my opinions for the East. It's fine. Whatever.
2: Yes. All right.
0: So let's see. Yeah. You already know my thoughts for the East. I'm thinking Boston, Philly, probably Rangers, Islanders uh, battle from there. Central, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head with Tampa Bay. I think uh, you might have Dallas giving them a little bit of a tug there, here and there. Uh, same with Carolina. Uh, West, going to go with you on this. Probably Vegas, St. Louis, and uh, Colorado. Maybe San Jose if they get their shit together, uh, although that seems unlikely. And who the fuck knows? Maybe Minnesota will do something. I doubt Anaheim will do anything. Uh, although that is just the surprise I'm always waiting for. North, probably Calgary, like you said, Vancouver, and Montreal.
1: Yeah, Montreal is going to be an interesting team just because of how good Kerry Price played during the playoffs. But Shea Weber and Kerry Price are both a year older and and they kind of carried that team, but they do have a a lot of young guys like Nick uh, with Nick Suzuki. Um, They lose Max Domi in a trade, right? So I don't know. That's going to, they're going to be an interesting team to watch. I'm not set on saying they're going to be really good, but they're definitely going to be interesting to say the least out of the North. Uh, I guess, you know, one team in the West that we can we should talk about just because the World Juniors are going on and this kid has been lighting it up. Uh, first off, have you guys watched any of the World Juniors, I guess, is the first question I should ask? Yeah, I've been touching up on it, keeping up. So I've
0: seen several clips on the hockey subreddit.
1: <laughs> well, Quentin Byfield, who is L.A. King's first number one draft pick, has played three games. He has two goals, five assists for a total of seven points uh, for Team Canada. Team Canada is currently leading, I believe it's Group A. Um, it seems like Team America's, is is a little underwhelming based on where they thought they were going to be so far. So let me pull up the standings and we'll talk about that. But how are you guys feeling about Quentin Beifeld? I'm sure you've seen some of the highlights and some of the just crazy ass passes that guy's been able to make so far.
2: Oh yeah, Qu- Quentin's going killer. Um, it's, it's got a got a plus seven. So I mean, within two games, that's five assists. He is killing it. Number three in the scoring uh, for the entire World Juniors. And he's he's killing it over there. Like, if this is any sign of what's to come when he gets, you know, on that ice in the NHL, I'm I'm, I'm about it. I am 100% about it. Where's my jersey?
0: Yeah, he's got some yeah. minutes for sure. Um, yeah, he's it's gonna be fun to watch him in LA. Absolutely, and that's a team that needs someone like him to light it up for them. The hey, state yeah, of that fucking Taylor Swift banner.
1: It's uh well, I mean, it's kind of if, if you think about it. He is showing out after not being picked number one and being slept on by so many because of Lafreniere, we aren't going to see Lafreniere play at all during the World Juniors because he is going to be a protected baby by the Rangers until the season starts, <laughs> which I'm assuming he's going to play day one. Uh, but right now, the world the, the world standings um, in Group A, we have Canada with nine total points. Finland with six total points. And I believe Slovakia with four total points. In Group B, we have Sweden atop with six. Um, Russia's in second with six, but they've played three games, so they have one loss. Uh, And USA is basically tied up with Russia 2-1, and they took kind of a surprising loss uh, recently. So that's kind of where we're at. I mean, were, were there any Standouts that you guys saw outside of Quentin Byfield so far. I mean, I know that the uh, the USA goaltending has looked really, really good.
2: Yeah, can we talk about uh, uh Mr. Stutzel himself, Tim Stutzel? Well, let's talk about him. I mean, let's see. He's got he's got three games, three goals, two assists, five points. He was the first European player drafted this year, and I I mean he's he's playing for Germany and I get it. You know, Germany is ass this year in the world juniors, but uh, I mean, overall he is showing off really well.
1: Yeah. And I mean, another one that's showing out, like I said, the American goaltending uh, Wolf Dustin, he's got one shutout already. Um, one win, obviously with the shutout, I'm going to be curious. It's going to be curious to see if he plays there the rest of the time. Uh, for top skaters, uh, we got, is it Cozens? Cozens Dillon has been, he's got, yes, you know, Dylan Cozens. He's got what? We got four goals, five assists, which is kind of crazy. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce the uh, the American Ford's name who kind of fell under the radar. I'm, I'm I'm assuming that he was not drafted this year since I don't have any kind of draft information um i know he's playing out of boston do you guys know know him at all trevor zgrass yeah he's on the ducks so he assigned signed to the ducks okay yes sir, so it, it's ninth
2: overall 2019
1: so so he okay so he's, he's still playing in, for boston university though right. so he will be probably one of those guys that end up on the rangers He'll play out his college career. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the World Juniors are interesting to watch. It's hard to keep up with because of the times they play games. I feel like I've missed a lot this year. Um, I mean, Canada looks like they could be the runaway team. Russia also looks really good. I have been watching Shaq, who the Devils have drafted. I've been watching his highlights. He's been lighting it up in the KHL. Hasn't done as well in the World Juniors, so I don't know what that says about the KHL. But uh, he's going to be interesting to watch.
2: Can we, can we talk about these goals for and goals allowed here? Can we, can we talk about these differences? Sure. I mean, Canada, 29 goals for, three goals allowed. Okay, That's, that right there is amazing. And then we go down to Germany, who's sitting in fourth out of the five in Group A. And they are nine for 24. And then you go over to Group B. <laughs> <laughs> USA is leading it twenty, like you know they're in third place, but they got twenty one goals for five allowed. Uh, the in Russia they've got twelve goals for six goals allowed. Like, I mean, some of these some of these are wick. Austria one goal for twenty two goals allowed. Like <laughs> the the difference between these teams, I mean. Obviously, you, you'd you expect it, but you, you hate to see it, man. You hate to see it.
1: Yeah, and they've talked about trying to figure out a better way to align these divisions, which I don't think is going to matter, honestly. Um, right now, they're still doing the Group A, Group B with a winner's column and a, a loser's bracket, if I'm remembering correctly, which is very similar to how they handled the World Cup in soccer if you're a soccer a soccer fan. Um I don't know how you fix this. Some countries are just not gonna be I mean it's pretty much every year. It's gonna be Canada, Sweden, Russia, and the United States. I guess the you know the one surprise here was Czech has actually looked pretty decent. Um but I mean it's the same every year, right? Roughly, yeah. Yeah, but I guess the biggest takeaway here, Quentin Byfield looks great. That's a good pickup for LA Kings. I just thought about them when we were looking at that division. It's going to be interesting to see him when he steps yeah. into the league. He doesn't have the same problem as a lot of the, the past forwards that they drafted, one or two past few years, because he has size, which is usually like if you look at like a Jack Hughes, that's the one knock against him is like, well, his size, which we saw last year um in the NHL it's it, he he seems like he's going to be a lot better than people expected which makes me sad that devils didn't land to number 2 though i am excited about the, the devils three draft picks they got in the first round uh are you worried that Alexis Lafreniere is going to be a bust that's the real question here for you Keegan i i'm not you know judging by
2: his uh his performance with Oceanic or oceanic. Sorry. Um, I think, I think he's going to do pretty solid in the NHL. And I mean, I get it. The QMJHL it's, it's a different world, obviously, but I think, I think with the right time and the right people, you know, kind of feeding him that puck, he's going to be a great finisher to start out. I don't think he's going to be taking the puck and going for shots like crazy. I think he's going to be more of a, you know, a set piece. He's going to go in there and he's going to sit down. Somebody's going to pass him the puck. He's going to take quick shots right at the beginning. Um, and if if they can't adjust for that, I think he'll uh I think he'll prosper.
1: Yeah, and if you guys listeners out there, if you want to, we did a whole draft breakdown, so we did talk about all these picks previously. It's just been two months of not watching any hockey other than a couple of games from the World Juniors for me, so uh, and some KHL highlights. But uh, I'm excited for the season to get started back for sure. And I think Alexis Lafreniere is going to be just fine. That has been the buzz, just because you haven't seen him really since the, you know, the draft outside of juniors. So, um, I guess let's see what else can we talk about here. Is there anything that I missed on the list that you guys want to talk about? Hmm. No, I guess uh, we'll just go around real qu- quickly and give what you think your team's performance is going to be and whether they're going to make the playoffs or not. Keegan, Rangers fan, you got Panarin feeding the puck to the next generational talent, number one overall draft pick. How do you think your team is going to fare? Obviously, Lundqvist is gone. Two great goaltenders. Defense is still a little suspect to me. How do you think they're going to do?
2: I think if they can close down that D-line, they are a top contender, but I don't see them. Uh, what they like to do is they like to take all their their stronger defensive men and throw them down into the AHL because Hartford always has a really good run every year when it comes to you know being number one in their season and winning that cup. So I it wouldn't surprise me if the Rangers continue with this you know tradition of throwing all their good defenders down into the AHL. But if they can if they can get out of that and they can start you know focusing on the Rangers, I think it'll be a very strong team and uh, definitely a contender into taking that, you know, East.
1: Do you feel confident enough to say that they're a playoff team being that four teams are going to make it for each division?
2: (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I can throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that.
1: I honestly think that you're going to see a lot of battles between Philly and, the Rangers just because of the addition of Boston and I don't see Washington fall off that hard um, that could be your top four teams depending on if the Islanders suck this year or not but I think the Islanders are probably going to be more of the same so that fourth spot for the playoffs is going to be the fun thing to watch with like 10 games left I have a feeling uh, Dakota your Flyers they making the playoffs this year they making that top four
0: Well, clearly. I mean, I've already said it. Yes, they are making the playoffs this year. I don't see them degrading in performance that far to where they want to make the playoffs, especially after the season they had last year. I think. uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. Um, But yeah, I believe the Flyers will be making the playoffs. For sure.
1: And I guess that leaves me to talk about the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they've gotten a lot better net, but the division got harder. I don't see them making the playoffs. I think they're going to be a more interesting team to watch, but uh, that division just got harder. Like I said, a lot of those teams made additional signings that are kind of scary. And um, plenty of cap room. They could make some trades if they looked good at the beginning of the season. We'll see what happens. But as of right now, if I had to put them in the top four, looking at that list, uh, it's going to be more so somewhere near the bottom with potentially like Buffalo. And I think the Penguins, I don't think the Penguins are going to be that good this year. Um, So that's uh, that's where I'm at with my team. But I am excited to watch them. I'm excited to see these draft picks hopefully getting played this year. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's where I'm at with that. And then, Keegan, you wanted to talk about the National Women's Hockey League.
2: That's right. The National Women's Hockey League is starting up their sixth season this year uh, in January. It's actually going to be going on on my birthday, so I can't say how excited I am for my birthday to come. It's going to be the best time I've turned 29. <laughs> Look, um, so what they're going to be doing is they're going to play five regular season games, right? And then they're going to go to a playoff round and all of the teams are going to be there. The Boston Pride, Buffalo Buttes, Connecticut Whale, Metropolitan Riveters, Minnesota Whitecaps. And of course, the brand new, never before seen Toronto Six. They're going to be coming in and they actually have a uh, Mandy Cronin, who was the former general manager of the Buffalo Buttes. She left the Buttes to go to the Toronto Six. Uh, So I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch. You know, the Toronto Six has been making pickups throughout the entire off season. I know not a lot of people follow women's hockey, uh, but this is if if you're looking to, you know, get an eye and a, and a look into women's hockey, this is going to be it, man. I mean, from January 23rd to February 5th, we have the, the Isabel cup and, you know, that's their playoff. That's they're going to go for that. Uh, the Riveters are always looking strong as much as I hate to say that. Um, they're, they're looking like a strong yeah, team. Some of the White team Cats. Yeah. You know, these that's are all team. great teams man come on let's go well that's all i'm gonna say fins up baby fins up Oh, i'm a riveters fan
1: uh i should be a riveters fan but because i only pay attention through the eyes of keegan let's go well (laughs) 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 so i am right there with you keegan i will be cheering and watching some of these games when you send me links here and there i'm excited for the season it was a you know didn't watch a lot of it last year until you kind of brought it up on the show, and then next thing you know, I'm like, man, this is some really fun, very exciting, high octane hockey. It was a good. It's a good time, so I'm looking forward to the season for sure. All right, and that leaves me with our last thing, which is bold predictions. So, um, obviously, we have all of the trophies for Calder Cup who do you guys think is going to win the Calder which is your rookie of the year this coming season
0: I'm going to go with the smart pick and say probably Lafrenier just because he looks the strongest and I think the kid's just going to fucking tear it up on the ice
1: alright Keegan who is uh Okay, so that one's pretty much locked in for all three of us.
0: Uh,
1: most valuable player, who do you think is going to get it this year? Your heart trophy, so to speak.
0: Most valuable player, I'm going to I'm going to make a very bold pick and say that Bill Kessel wins it after bringing the Arizona Coyotes the Stanley Cup, to which then <laughs> I will then see him eat chili cheese fries out of the cup.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, for my bold pick, I'm going to go, well, it's not that bold, because I still feel like he should have won it last year over Leon Dreisaitl. Uh Connor McDavid, as long as he doesn't get injured, 56-game season, I'm pretty sure he's going to run away with the points as well. I'm going to go with Connor McDavid for the Calder or the Hart Memorial trophy. What do you think, Keegan?
2: Well, Connor McDavid's a pretty strong pick, especially with that, with the shortened season. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sign on to that as well. I'm going to sign on to Connor McDavid.
1: James Norris Memorial trophy, best defenseman. This one is really tough for me because my immediate gut reaction is just pick Victor Hedman, because I th- I do think that he is the best defenseman in the league, but that's not how this trophy is necessarily judged. I'm going to go with Kale McCarr on this one from the Colorado Avalanche. It's
0: a tough pick. It's a very tough question. And to answer that would require some serious thinking. However, I'm going to take the easy route on this and agree with you because Kel McCar is a great defenseman then I feel like he'll continue to be great.
1: Um,
0: and, yeah, I, I mean, it's a safe pick for
1: sure. Yeah, and, I mean, he wasn't outside of the running last year. You know, it's not like a crazy pick or anything. Just the sheer amount of points he's probably going to put up this year with a shortened season. The focus on best defensemen is never – like time on ice or blocked shots. It seems like nowadays it it is more about like, well, how many assists did they get and how many points did they get? And to me, you know, Roman Yossi had a great year last year and ended up winning this thing, but you could have easily made an argument for Kel McCarr or, um, uh, Quinn Hughes was another one that had like a really great season. That's why they were the top two for the Calder Memorial. Uh, but, you know, Victor Hedman was like if you wanted the defenseman on the ice, like Victor Hedman was the guy. Like if you want shit shut down, who's going to play like 28 to 30 minutes a night or whatever the hell he was doing in the playoffs, which to me should have reversed any decision about best defenseman. But uh, what do you think, Keegan?
2: I think Ryan Lindgren is going to step up and become the greatest defenseman on the ice this entire year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a bold prediction. <laughs> that is a bold prediction. Well, well, I
2: know it ain't gonna be Tony D'Angelo, so
1: <laughs> uh PK Subans gonna have a bounce back and, and win a Norris. So that's that's what's gonna happen this year. No, I'm I'm sticking with Cal Makaro. <laughs> it's not that bold of a prediction. Uh Vienza trophy, best goaltender. A lot of good names out there. A lot of this relies on how good the team is as well. Who do you guys have for the Vienza This year.
0: Kata hat. That's all I gotta (laughs) say it's kinda
1: (laughs) Last year it was Connor Hillebuck, who was with Winnipeg Jets, which is a little bit of a surprise, but he he did play great. So what is uh what's your pick, Keegan?
2: (sighs) I mean with the way the divisions are sitting and how it how it's looking and now just everything. Uh I think I think Shesty's going to get a lot more time on ice and Shesty's going to be a strong and prominent name on there. However, with Tuca coming back and with the way Boston's playing in general, I think Tuca is probably going to be getting his second one with this year. If if, and I only say if, he can maintain that level that he's had the past couple of years with just elite goaltending.
1: That's a good pick. It's going to be interesting. Um, for sure to see if he can stay healthy the entire season and how much time might get taken away from him if he falters at all. Uh, I'm going to pick this just because I think their division is one of the weakest, which is Elvis out in Columbus. I think he could easily be a shoe in because he's going to look really good in that division in general. Um, and Columbus looks like a good team last year and he looked like a great goaltender. So that's a bold prediction. Don't know for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. And then I guess to end this, because I'm not going to go with, we're not going to go into the selkie of who's going to be the best defensive forward. I mean, for all we know, it's just going to be Sean Couturier again because he is one of the best defensive forwards or it'll be... <laughs> it, that that award seems to go to the same people uh, each year. We're not going to talk about the most gentlemanly Um, or Leadership Award trophies, though. Those are all important, but they're always hard to predict because you never know what's going to happen. But early predictions for the Stanley Cup. Who are the two teams you think could make it there? These are bold predictions since we haven't seen a single game played, but uh, I'll start with you, Dakota.
0: Anaheim Ducks. What a year it would be (laughs) if the Anaheim Ducks won the Stanley Cup. I think Walt Disney would buy the team back. Emilio Estevez would probably come out of whatever actor retirement he's currently pulled up in and do another Mighty Ducks movie. I would love to see them. I would love to see the Ducks win a Stanley Cup.
1: All right. It's official. Dakota is drunk. Keegan, (laughs) who are you picking to win the Stanley Cup this year?
2: To take the Stanley Cup? Ah! I think St. Louis is going to walk away
1: with it. All right, and I'm going to pick the big bad, bad Boston Bruins. I uh, hate to do this, but seems like time is running you short. Do
0: want to see Marshawn's smug fucking face with a cup in it? I
1: time. fucking don't, but Zedino Char probably has one or two years left. They're going to throw everything yeah, at the wall. Wow. They're going to throw everything at the wall this year to try to climb over the mountain. Um, And if Tuca doesn't leave the playoffs last year, they they may have had a really good shot in general. So I'm going to go with the Boston Bruins as much as it pains me to say this. And uh, that's all I got. Does anyone else want to talk about anything else? If not, we can start saying goodbye to the good people out there listening.
0: I think we covered pretty much everything we wanted to.
1: All right. Well, Keegan, go ahead and say goodbye to everyone.
2: All right. Uh, first off, I think the last thing we need to end the show on is a, uh, a fuck the Leafs. Uh, and then secondly...
0: Yes. And Mike
2: Babcock. <laughs> we right haven't... We, we, we forgot that part.
0: So I don't know where you're at, Mike Babcock, but wherever you are, if you're in the power, if you're sitting on the toilet, fuck you.
1: <laughs> I know where he's not, coaching a fucking team this year. That's where Ooh, he's not.
2: Exactly, but still... <laughs> All right, so that's going to do, us, do it for us here at Skates of Throats. I'm Lolo Keegan. You can find me on the bird, Lolo underscore Keegan. You can find me on Instagram, Lolo underscore Keegan. You can even hit me up on Xbox, and I'll I'll throw the sticks down with you on NHL, Lolo Keegan. You can find me anywhere. It's always that name. I'm just very memorable. What can I say? I'll go, throw, go ahead and throw it over to Dakota.
0: All right. You can find me at my new Twitter handle, at Babcock. wherever you're at. Um, no, but for real, you could find me at Lashock Dakota <laughs> on Twitter. It's pretty much the only place I kind of hang out at and that's iffy at that. But hey, sometimes I'll post stuff. You never know. I'm like a, I'm like a mystery bag. You never know what you're going to get, but usually it's pretty mediocre. So, <laughs> All
1: right. Well, for me, you can hit me at, at Chris R. Patton on Twitter if you want to hit me on Instagram, it's at Chris R. Patton on Instagram or whatever the hell you do on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Christopher.R.Patton. And uh, yeah. Send us, send us your thoughts. Let us know if there's something you want to hear about on the show, a particular rivalry, a particular player. We will bring back the Hall of Fucking Awesome very soon. That should be on the next show. We'll have someone great to talk about. And, uh, hey, if you're a wrestling fan out there, you want to listen to a wrestling podcast, uh, check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance. That's out there. We have a ton of other podcasts we've recorded over the holidays. Uh, I think, Dakota, you got some stuff with Geek Vibes Nation with Star Wars, right?
0: Indeed, I do. We do have Star Wars Saturdays. Uh, I know we're gonna be we're gonna be doing a whole lot more with that because there's a shitload of Star Wars stuff. And unfortunately, I'm a Star Wars nerd, so I've got to talk about that with other people so my head doesn't explode. <laughs>
1: If you miss any of the Halloween, we did uh, the Halloween horrors podcast with Geek Vibes Nation as well. Me and Keegan were both on episodes. Did some action movies podcast. There's tons of stuff to listen to. Go to geekvibesnation.com, check that out. You can also check them out on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and as far as downloading the podcast or listening to any of these podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Redbubble. Uh any anywhere you would want to download music, we should be there. Hope everyone has a very Happy rest of their holidays, a wonderful new year. And as always, peace out and let the Geek Vibes be with you.